Welcome to the Centering Prayer Place. Thank you for coming here to learn more about Centering Prayer, a beautiful method of prayer that will change your life forever. But you don't come here to change your life, but to learn how to be, meaning, as St. Teresa of Avila says, how to be quiet and listening, being in full communion with God. Why not? Isn't that what we do when we are in love with someone? We enjoy the mere presence and we gaze at the one we love. Let us learn how to do just that with God here at this Centering Prayer Place. Welcome back. I'm Father Joes. Today we are going to look into the origins of Centering Prayer. What is Centering Prayer? Where is it coming from? Centering Prayer is a method of prayer that comes out of this Christian spirituality or Christian tradition. Of course, this particular prayer form or contemplative prayer method had been in the church for a very long time. This was practiced by saints in history, some of the great saints like St. John of the Cross and St. Teresa of Avila, St. Francis, St. Benedict. All these people have practiced this contemplative prayer in their lives. However, this prayer form hasn't become, hadn't become something that is accessible to the lay people like you and me or most people in this world today. And now this is expanded to much more than Christian denominations. One of the roots of this particular prayer is in a famous book or known book called The Cloud of Unknowing which is written by an anonymous author uh, sometime back in the 14th century. And in that book, when we go into that book, which is a very tough read, we find some of the principles or golden principles of the centering prayer and contemplative prayer method. This particular method is more of listening rather than us talking to God. It is not... Uh, a prayer form in which we keep talking and we keep, keep talking, we asking, we are telling the Lord what we need and the Lord is just keep, the Lord just keeps listening. That's not what this prayer form is. In here, we are going to spend some time listening to what the Lord has to tell us. I would like to share a story with you. Uh, sometime back, uh, when I was working at a retreat center, the House of Blessings in Eureka Springs, um, every night there was a man named Edgar who came to pray. Every night he came sometime around 11.30, 12 o'clock after his shift, after working on, in Tyson, the chicken factory. When he came for prayer every night, I watched him, what he did and how he prayed. What was he doing when he was praying? And he spent something like an hour or two every night. So sometimes he's there from 12 midnight 
to two in the morning or three in the morning and then he quietly leaves. So I watched him for quite some time. After about a few weeks or few months, I mugged up enough courage and asked uh, Edgar, Edgar, I'd been watching you for quite some time. You come here for prayer and you spend quite some time in praying. And during the prayer time, all I see is that you kneel down on the floor and then you look at the tabernacle, you look at the altar or you look at the cross and you're spending time just, I don't see you reading anything or saying anything. What exactly do you do there? And then he said, no, I really don't. Thank you, Padre. I don't really do anything. I don't ask the Lord for anything. I just simply listen. I just listen to what it is the Lord has to tell me. And that makes a world of difference. When I listen to him, I hear things otherwise I don't hear. He tells me how to live my life, how to go ahead and uh, prepare my life for the next day, listen to God's voice, how do I deal with the difficult moments of my life. And so it's a moment for me to hear what it is the Lord wants me to do. And I thought to myself, I went to seminary for a very long time, 13, 14, 15 years I spent in seminary to hear, to understand what exactly a prayer is and how to pray and where should I go when I want to pray and what that prayer should look like. And so here it is a man who works in Tyson uh, Chicken Factory teaching me the wonderful form of contemplation, listening to what the Lord has to tell me. And so I want to bring here this idea of prayer in which you and I listen. This is what Father Thomas Keating, when he brought Centering Prayer to our world, he was trying to teach uh, to the world that everybody is running to India. A lot of people are listening to all kinds of gurus, which is wonderful, all kinds of teachers from the East and wanting to learn transcendental meditation, wanting to learn how to focus, how to be silent, how to listen to God within you. And so Father Thomas Keating, after having met some of these people, realized this particular prayer form or what people are looking for is already present in our tradition, in our history, in our church practices. And therefore he introduces this wonderful form of prayer for everybody to access. You and me and everyone on earth can access this particular prayer. And so this was something that uh, is a brainchild of Father Thomas Keating and uh, William Menninger and several other people. Where is it going? Why is he bringing this thought into us? This is what I would like to bring in the writings of St. Teresa of Avila when she writes infused recollection. That's what she calls. This prayer form is infused recollection. In other words, it's a prayer of the quiet prayer of quiet, the prayer of union and the prayer of full union. It is going into this absolute silence in which you hear, you and I hear the sound of God in total silence. Silence becomes the sound. That is what is absolutely most fascinating to me. Silence becomes the sound and silence becomes music. And this is what we are talking about in contemplative prayer method in which we are listening to the voice of God. So today I invite you to give a set time to God. Isn't that what we do when we are in a relationship? 
We all know very well how important it is for us to go on a date. How important it is for you and me to keep a date for that reason. How necessary it is to build a good relationship of commitment when you keep your date. Now, let us apply the same to our daily prayer life. Set aside a little time for God consistently for God to talk to you, not for you to talk to God. It doesn't mean that your talk is not important. What it means is that giving a little time for God to talk to you. I hear this all the time, that I pray when I'm driving, I pray when I'm showering or when I'm cooking, and even when I'm playing. What comes to my mind when I hear this story is a story of the young monk who went to the abbot to ask him this question that if it would be alright for him to smoke a cigar while they were having their evening prayers. And of course the abbot said, I cannot believe you would ask such a question, of course not. It's a time for prayer, you cannot come and ask me that you would like to smoke while we are having a prayer. Well. A few days later, and of course the young monk was disappointed, he left and a few days later he came back with a different question and this time he said, Abbot, is it alright for me to pray while I smoke? Well, of course. Abbot said, of course you can pray while you smoke. There you have it. We all know how to reframe our questions and our way of looking at things and interpreting and reinterpreting things for our advantage. But that won't suffice in a relationship. You know that very well, would it? If you told these kinds of excuses to your partner or your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, I'm sure it won't go too far. That relationship is likely to fall apart. You have to give time and that too a dedicated time for that reason to the one that you love so that you can hear. You cannot make excuses for your lapse or my lapse in that in these kinds of commitment. Why would God be different? So centering prayer is simply this commitment in which I am willing to spend my time, I am willing to give my time and I am willing to listen to what God has to tell me. Centering prayer is a dedicated exercise. We all, I know a lot of people including me, we go to the gym, we do exercises on a regular basis, we have, we have our own practices of uh, you know, uh, exercises or bicycling or going for a walk and we take that time to really get ourselves healthy. Why wouldn't we do that in our relationship with God? And that is a time commitment that we are talking about in Centering Prayer. Centering Prayer is a dedicated exercise. It is a commitment. Centering Prayer time is a time left for God and God alone, no one else and nothing else. It is not a time for me to knit. It's not a time for me to watch TV. It's not a time for me to look at the phone or browse Facebook. No, it is a time during which I close my eyes and I am giving this time to God. Centering prayer time is that time that is set apart for no one else. I think I've said enough. I've said enough about what centering prayer is. It's a time that is set aside 
let us just get that idea and nothing else. If you heard this talk and you understood one thing and that is this. From the history perspective from all what St. Teresa and other saints and Father Thomas Keating says, all of that let us bring that into one tiny little uh, maxim, a tiny little proverb that says, give your time to God. Set aside a little time and then we will look into what that time does in the next talk.